Wow. So much going on. There's so many opportunities. We have a mandate. And that is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Right? Baptizing those who believe in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right? Teaching them to do all I've commanded. Um, we have opportunities simply even in this room together doing that, encouraging each other in our faith, lifting Jesus' name and Jesus himself above all other names in our lives. See, his name is above every other name already. We have opportunity to acknowledge that, to appropriate that for ourselves. And that believing is powerful. What we believe is powerful. It's powerful when we believe negative. It's powerful when we believe positive. It's the most powerful when we believe that God is who he says he is. That we believe that Jesus is truly the Son. If we believe that the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Trinity... I mean, I don't even like to say third. It's like the, you know, one of the three, you know, main dudes, right? And um, we believe these things. We believe in the saints' communion. I, I, I really enjoyed that. How many today maybe took communion a little more seriously? Maybe you had opportunity just to think about how your encounter with the Lord was pivotal, pivotal in your life. How, you know, you sense those things. It's not just a ritual. It's not just remembering that it happened. That, I guess that's the, the point I wanted to make. But you remember, you know how <laughs> any of y'all who are married or maybe have seen married couples, you know, do. And uh, if, if, if you've ever had a little discussion with your spouse and something from the past comes up, it is amazing how the female, and I'm not being sexist here or anything, but it's just, you know, it's just kind of the way it is, can recall a situation or an event in Technicolor. They know what shirt you were wearing. They know what shoes you were wearing. They know what cologne you had on or none at all. Or none at all. You don't, Michelle? In one out. See, see, not, you know, that is a, that is kind of a blanket statement, but I'm glad, you know, unique is good. Um, but generally speaking, uh, this happens and many of you have experienced that. And so we guys will probably, we might remember the event. Or not. But you gals can sense the emotion that you felt. You know? You know if it was cold that day or warm that day. When we take communion, this is a kind of remembrance that we need to exercise. We need to remember with all that we are. We need to remember the particulars. I can, I can remember... The invitation being given by our pastor who was preaching the revival in a Methodist church, believe it or not. 
And I know the feeling. I can feel a feeling again. And it's amazing. And it's wonderful. And the Lord wants us to remember that. And he wants us to declare to the world that this is what we believe. And that there is hope in the resurrection, resurrected Christ. Now, I'm debating on whether to share this or not. Um, if we go home with, out our children, no, okay. If we go home and can remember to remember the way the Lord wants us to remember, then I think we've accomplished something great. Just pray with me a minute. Father, I want to join with my brothers and sisters and lift up Tammy to you. Father, I pray that you would be her comfort, her, her hope, her joy, her husband. Lord, and I pray for the body of Christ with whom she's connected and associates, but that we would hear your voice as well, that we would have a word as to how to be your hands and feet. Express your heart to Tammy in a very tangible and real way. Move on us to be the church, your body, Not only in Nicaragua, but also right there at St. Joseph's. We remember how you gave stimulate us to the giving love and good works that you have actually prepared beforehand that we should walk in. May we be faithful and may we understand the tremendous blessing and communion that is ours as we walk in your ways. Amen. I'm going to shorten this up a little bit. How many have ever read Hebrews 11, the whole thing? It's really interesting. It's very interesting. It's about faith, but uh, the writer of Hebrews uh, actually brings to remembrance 
many acts of faith, believing faith, of patriarchs arts and matriarchs and then just regular people. And he, he sums up some of the folks. And it's, um, I actually was going to ask, ask you to um, be patient through the reading of 40 verses. But I'm just going to tell you the story. Basically, he starts from the beginning of talking about the different acts of faith of individuals and groups along the way. And if you notice when you read it, and if you haven't read it, I want you, I want you to do that this week. You notice that there are some things that's like, man, I really like that. I really love the blessing that that person received because he was obedient and had faith. But then you get down there near the end, and it's talking about stuff like, because of their faith, they were sawed asunder. Oh my gosh, wait a minute. Can we just leave that part out? Actually, no. Because faith in the Almighty God who loves us, will, can carry us through any circumstance. Do we believe that? Now, your circumstance is not my circumstance. And what may seem really difficult to you and difficult to believe, you know, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, you know? That's a good prayer. That's a really good prayer. But the Lord gives me things and or they happen in my life and he allows them. Right. But the grace is there. The grace is there to face whatever it is. I remember a time my sister Marilyn, my oldest, she's younger than I, but she's my oldest sister. And she was 10 years. She waited on. A cheating husband. That's just the short version. I mean, this, these were prime years. I mean, really prime years. If there's such a thing. Um, and, man, I just, you know, I can't imagine going through that. I, I just can't imagine. Some of you have gone through that. Kathy and I were going through financial issues. Yeah, because I was a terrible businessman. Jerry tried to help me some. You know, because <laughs> he's got a mind, man, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, you know, just, you know, my dad used to say that Robert Enloe and I would, uh, <laughs> we would give away our rear end and, and um, void through our, you know, whatever. But he, he had a very colorful way of saying that. And so, you know. I treated the business kind of like a ministry instead of, and you know, I didn't really keep good books and I hired too many people who really didn't know what they were doing, you know, and so I would have to hold their hands and, you know, that's just, you know, that's just, just the way, way it is. Um, I think I do better now, probably because I listen to Kathy more. Um, that was supposed to be funny. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, what's funny about the truth, right? Um, so here's the deal. Marilyn couldn't imagine going through what we were going through. Isn't that interesting? But we couldn't imagine going through what she's going through. But the faith is the faith is the faith. To believe God for right where you are. Even if you're being sawn asunder. Y'all, I'm not, I don't know if I'm there yet, but I do believe. 
I believe that in that moment, if I will trust in, believe in, trust in, and rely on Him, that He is my salvation. Even in that moment. And like Stephen, how many know about Stephen, right? Remember he was being stoned? He was a deacon. He was just a regular old deacon, right? But the qualification, I'm going on a little rabbit trail here. The qualification for deacon is that they be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. How many know that those guys ministered all the time? They were ministering. Stephen was a threat because he was ministering the gospel, right? Didn't Philip go on to be like evangelist? He had two prophetess daughters. I mean, really cool stuff. These are deacons, right? This is what, this is, anyway, where was I going with that? It was really crazy. Stephen is in the pit, being stoned for his faith. He had faith. He believed. He looked up into heaven and saw the glory of God and he was smiling. We have to believe that God's grace is sufficient in every circumstance. And that he knows our circumstance and that his grace is sufficient for Tammy. We also need to know that he may use us or some of us to encourage her. Right? Practical, practical touch, heart. It's all through the New Testament. And the Old Testament, buddy. So, I want to read in the Amplified, verse 6 out of the 40, okay? You guys are going to get the meat of the sandwich, and I'm going to leave off the bread, okay? But I, you know, I'm going to have to slap a little mayonnaise on, though. It's just the way it is. But without faith... It is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. That is huge. The flip side of that coin is there is nothing you can do. There is nothing you can bring to the table that will please the Lord. You have to actually bring this thing that He's given you, because to each person He's given a gift of faith, right? You have to bring this thing that He's given you and place it wholly, totally, completely, and without reservation into Him. That's crazy. That is the only, and let me say it again, that is the only thing that pleases the Father. (laughs) So without faith, it's impossible. Now, we can do things out of faith. We can do the works that He prepared for us to do from the foundation of the world. We can do those things that He's prepared for us to do. But if we do them in our own strength, if we do them just because we think it's going to impress God, we're missing it. If we do it out of faith, Ron, for instance, 
I mean, that's got to take some faith. You know, just go to some total stranger. Tommy tells a really great story. But go to some total stranger and just say, uh, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know you, but um, I got this, this thing. <laughs> we call it a word, you know, like from God. You know, it's like, really? Really? And then you give it and the Lord just confirms his word. Confirms his word. Encourages those people. You know what? Isn't that amazing? And God gets the glory. God gets the glory. And those people are helped. Those people are encouraged. Because somebody acted in faith. In faith. In faith. Because you don't know what that person's going to do. He may be a stump grinder, I told you. We grind your stump. <laughs> Can you tell that story? Do you mind? Okay. Why don't you come up and tell that story? You, this story is going to bless your heart. But it's about faith. And Tommy wasn't raised in a tradition where, you know, every Sunday between songs, there would be three thus saith the Lord's. He didn't have been raised in that, right? <laughs> I just thought I'd preface it with that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Can we have this? Yeah, I, uh, I lived in Fort Myers, Florida. That's where I was born. And ended up pastoring. My first pastor was on an island out of Fort Myers. Um, and so Mondays I would take off and drive into town to have lunch with my parents. Uh, my mother was one of the sweetest, kindest, most naive people you would ever meet. And that's not a bad thing, because she just was really sweet. Well, one Monday I was having lunch, not suspecting anything. And my mom said, Tommy, it's so sad. The young couple next door, she just had another miscarriage. They've been married several years and have had this like their third miscarriage. And they're such... Great people. I just am sad for them. As soon as she said that, the Lord said to me, if you go talk to the husband and tell him that either one of them at any time had ever been involved with abortion, that if they would admit to the Lord that that was wrong, he will heal her womb. Well, I don't know this guy. What I do know is he grinds stumps for a living. And he's probably one of the biggest rednecks I've ever heard of. Uh, You know, but they've been real good to my mom and dad. So I'm thinking, Lord, why'd you just do that? And I'll tell you the truth. You think, you know, I wasn't some great man of faith. I was a Baptist preacher. I'm not saying they don't go together. I'm just saying at that time, they weren't together. And so, uh, I thought, well, I'll, I'll just think about that for a while, pray about it. And, uh, which is a Baptist way of saying there ain't no way that's ever going to happen. <laughs> Take it from my experience as a pastor. 
Preacher, we need to pray about that. Uh Uh-huh, I know what that means. Well, I go out and get in the car to leave, to drive back to my community where I live. And there the guy is out in the yard. And the Lord said, there he is. Now, this is a big guy. I've never been a big guy. I said, okay, Lord, here we go. So I drive over. I walk over. I mean, first thing I got to do is introduce myself. I'm Tommy, David and Ruth's son. And uh, I said, my mom just shared that your wife has just miscarried again, and I'm so sorry. He said, well, thank you. I says, But I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, and I feel like the Lord has told me that if your wife or your wife have ever been involved in abortion, if you will admit to the Lord that this was a wrong thing, he would heal your wife's womb. He looked at me and he said, thank you. And they end up having three kids. Without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God, whoever would come near to God, whoever can come near, whoever desires to come near, whoever would think that they would like to somehow get close to God, must necessarily believe that God exists. Faith and belief go hand in hand, don't they? But you must, first of all, believe that God exists. And then this is the part that I kind of want to emphasize a little bit. Because I'm not sure that we all really grasp the truth of this statement. And truly believe, honestly believe, that this statement is true. First of all, come near. Come near by believing. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household as well. Amen. And there's a little faith in there, too. You must believe you must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder. He is the rewarder. How many of us understand and believe that he is a rewarder? He is. And that doesn't just mean rewards in the, in the you know, sweet by and by, apple pie in the sky, you know, you know, and, you know, right? That's his heart. That's just who he is. 
He wants to lavish upon you not only his love, but everything that he owns and has and is. He is a rewarder, not because you've done something amazing, but because you've placed the very faith that was given to you by him into him or in him. Right? And it pleasures him. Isn't that amazing? And that he is the rewarder. He's going to do you good. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. From the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning or shifting Shadow. This is who we must believe that God is if we think we're ever going to obtain anything from Him. James says, The unstable man is unstable, the double minded man is unstable in all his ways, and that we shouldn't expect to get anything from God. Huh? Yeah. But we can expect. That he is the rewarder of us. When we do what? Watch this. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing about performance here. There's nothing about your ability. It's something anyone can do. It's something smart people can do. It's something not so smart people can do. Yeah. It's it's something that young people can do. It's something that older people can do. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter what color you are. You can you can do this. It doesn't matter if you're Italian or you're English or you're a combination. Yeah, <laughs> Joy Elaine, Italian and English. Oh, my gosh. Who thought of that? <laughs> yeah, God, it doesn't matter. Can, can you believe that? Can you believe about yourself? It doesn't matter. God will take pleasure in me if I simply believe that he exists and that I come to him. That I come to him. Watch this. Believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder. I like the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Right? Seek the Lord while he may be found. It's all in there, all over the place. So, my encouragement to all of us is that, is that we take that little bit of faith. And whether it be speaking a word, whether it be walking in a, in, in, a, in a new career that you are scared to death about, but that you know that in your heart of hearts God has led you to do, right? Or you're, I mean, any number of things. I hope each of you are thinking of something right now that looks ominous, but you sense in your heart that God has called you to do. Believe that he is. 
And that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. This morning, and hopefully the rest of our lives, we will set out to earnestly and diligently seek him. He will do the rest. He's given you the gift of faith. He's given you the Holy Spirit to empower you to accomplish the things that he's called you to do. And he wants you to do them, not in fear, but in hope and assurance that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. This morning, as usual, there will be people who will pray with anyone. They'll be over here. We fellowship over here. I want each of us just to take some time. And if there are fears that hamper belief, if there are some doubts that hamper, I would like us just to get before the Lord, each individually, and ask, Lord, I want to seek you. I want to earnestly desire you. I want to believe, truly believe, honestly believe that you are a rewarder of those who seek him. I want to be a seeker of you. And I look forward to whatever it is that you consider reward. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. I'm just going to receive it because I know that every good and perfect gift comes from you. And it will be good. Even if I'm sawn asunder, it's going to be good. If you have never, ever taken the step and initially placed the faith that God has given you in His Son, Jesus Christ, for your life, both now, your forgiveness, in your life here and in eternity, which is now. Then make this your day. Seek the Lord. It's that simple. If you would like to pray with someone, there will be people to pray with you who really are excited about having you come to that place. Let's pray together. Father, we are amazed at your wisdom. Lord, we really don't understand everything about you. But Lord, we want to earnestly seek you and believe that you exist and that you are a rewarder of those who seek. Because those who seek find. And those who ask receive an answer. And those who knock, the door will be opened. So we trust you in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. And we want to walk in your ways and please you. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen and amen. Would you roll some music? If you would like to fellowship over here, if you would like to deal with the Lord in whatever way or would like prayer. 
for anything, then please go to the north side. God bless you. And don't forget, love one another. Amen. From the dirt to a throne with a brand new name. In the blood of the king running through our